The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. Our topic today, holidays, relatives, relationships, and reality. Welcome back, friends. We are continuing our conversation about holiday heartache, normalizing it, relatives, relationships, and reality. I encourage you to bookmark this show. We're going to talk about some heavy topics and do all that we can to empower you to handle them with grace and peace and confidence. So let's get started. Now more than ever, There's this impression based on social media, based on Instagram and TikTok and everybody's feed that everyone is having a wonderful holiday all of the time. Everyone except for us. The truth is that some holidays are wonderful. Some holidays are wonderful and stressful. And some holidays are deeply painful. That's what's real. That's what's true. We need to normalize that some holidays are stressful and full of heartache. Our society, advertisers, social media, they all tell us only about shiny, wonderful, picture-worthy holidays. They convince us that everyone has a happy family, abundant resources, perfect health, lots of time, and a soulmate to celebrate with every single year. The problem is we internalize this. We believe these myths and then we start to compare our lives to it. And soon we feel like there is something wrong with us. You can come to believe that you are so personally lacking, unloved or unlovable or unlucky that you are the one person having an unhappy holiday. Here is the reality. We all have happy and unhappy holidays. Over the course of our lifetimes, we're all going to have some wonderful and some woeful holiday seasons. Some of them will be celebrations of love and togetherness and joy, and others will be touched by grief and sadness and yearning. All of them are normal and an expected part of living a life And the longer that life is, and the more boldly we live it, the more variations we can have. Myself, one holiday I celebrated it with a precious new baby. Another I spent aching over the reality that it would be my mother's last holiday. I've had too little money to cook a holiday meal as a welfare mom, and I have cooked lavish, champagne-flowing, and beautiful food-filled holidays for 20. I've been deliriously in love on a holiday, and I've also suffered the soul-ripping agony 
of a divorce on another. And I've had some, you know, meh, some holidays in between where some things were nice and others were irritating. Whatever the tone of your holiday this year, accept it completely and without judgment. If you are in a wonderful season, celebrate that. And don't play small or feel guilty or feel unworthy of so much good. You're worthy of every single fabulous thing. And no one, no one anywhere ever benefits from you holding back. Lead the way. Magnify and multiply your good fortune. Do that for yourself and do that for us or the others who are maybe not having the best holiday this year. By contrast, if this season is tough, accept that too. Acknowledge how you feel. Sit with those feelings. Be honest with them. Don't repress them. Don't judge them. Be there for yourself and give yourself compassion for what you're experiencing, what you are enduring. Let yourself know that you forgive yourself and that this experience, like all experiences, is temporary. Say it out loud. Your ears need to hear those words. Having a lonely, unhappy, or stressful holiday does not mean anything negative or bad about you. It is not a statement of your worth. The bad behaviors of others are no indication of your value. You are still lovable and valuable and worthy, and you have to remember this. You have to decide to keep this present in your mind and actively treat yourself with kindness and know that better times are coming. If you are lonely this holiday, I beg you to reach out for connection. Call friends, help a lonely senior, love on an animal, volunteer, connect with others who feel alone online, commune with your ancestors, connect with your spiritual source, push yourself in the direction you'd like your life to follow. I know that sometimes when things are down, that's the last thing we want to do. Find it in yourself and do this for you, please. You are not alone. This time is temporary and there is nothing wrong with you. Everyone has up and down times. Don't make the circumstances when they're less than glowing personal and about your defects. It's about life and it will change and we are all living. Love yourself through it. And also remember that you can handle any challenge moment by moment without negative self-judgment and criticism. You can choose in this moment to be kind to yourself no matter what. You can choose to let go of the media and social media and other people's manipulations and the unrealistic notion that only happy holidays are normal. Love yourself by accepting that we are all in this together and we will all have better and worse times. Breathe, relax deep inside, and let go. And then ask yourself this question. When you get the answer, do something to implement it. What will you do this holiday to help yourself feel more peaceful and secure? This is an empowering question, and we have these beautiful minds that respond and answer whatever questions we ask that 
ask questions that the answers will move you in a better direction. And just know that you're not alone in hard times. Just know that everyone goes through them, whether they let on or not, that no one goes through them beautifully and feeling confident and whole and magical about it. We all go and grow through very hard times. It can be very scary when we think it's only happening to us. And I'm speaking to you from my own experience. Uh, Earlier in my life when I had some major tragedies, all I could do was walk around and look at the world and think I'm here in this all by myself. And I wish I had had someone come along and say to me, no, you're not. This is temporary. Others have been through this. You're not alone. It's really hard. You need a lot of love. You need a lot of care. You need to do things that are self-loving and put yourself in environments that are going to support you. You need to give yourself gentleness and a lot of leniency. I wish I had had someone come and say that to me, and that's why I want to say that to you. All right. Our next subject in this controversial, power-packed little show. Let's talk about how to handle difficult holiday relationships. Holiday parties, get-togethers, family events are often brimming with well-meaning, sometimes inebriated, people who want to, quote, help you. And they say the most amazing things. They say things like, are you married yet? You gonna have children? You didn't have children? Oh, aren't you lonely? Well, how long do you plan on staying in that current position? So uh, when are you gonna give up X and get a real whatever? Most people, when asked questions like these, manage a polite response, but some of us are genuinely upset. Very few of us are totally unperturbed. We'll get there. The more you become full of yourself, the more likely you are to see that for what it is and let it roll off you like water on a duck's back. But until then, most of our inward reactions are split between irritated rebellion, I don't give a mm, what you think, mind your business, or quiet despair. Wow, why are they asking me that? Why am I such a loser? Both of those reactions are misplaced. The questioners are matching your life against their ideas of success and right behavior. They are telling you nothing about you. They are telling you their stories. They are projecting their beliefs that they were taught onto you. And those stories have nothing to do with you. So as you move through the holidays and the next year and every moment that someone else is lovingly or not so much interfering in your life or intruding in your lifestyle, I want you to remember that you are never going to be more or better than anybody because of your status or lifestyle. And the very best you, the most successful you, is the one who lives a meaningful life. Only you know what that means to you. And that is your guide. You are the one who you will spend every moment of your life with. Shouldn't you, and your creator if you're so inclined, be the one deciding what that life will entail? The next time you find yourself on the receiving end of someone else's projected story, I suggest that you try this. Smile 
answer politely, Gosh, I'm really enjoying my life right now. Thank you so much for asking. And then silently give thanks that you are conscious and aware, able to think for yourself, able to define success for you, and on your own path, independent of the good or bad opinion of others. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. And next, holidays, relatives, relationships, and reality. So I'm taking this from the fourth holiday article I published this year on my site, CynthiaOcelli.com. All of these articles are here in text form for you to study and incorporate and help yourself navigate the stresses of the holiday season with. I'm going to read this one to you because I think it's good and I think it's important and I think it's hard for a lot of people. The last time I wrote about ending harmful family relationships, I received a lot of negative mail from people who felt that one should stay close to family members no matter how abusive, violent, depleting, or toxic they may be. Three years and lots of conversations and connections with women in destructive family relationships later, I am even stronger in my position and resolve that biology does not make a relationship. Behavior does. Most of us were taught that titles like mother, father, sister, etc. automatically call upon us to be obligated, emotionally intertwined, and unconditionally loyal. In healthy relationships, that's great. No problems arise from this teaching. But for the masses who are biologically or legally related to people who tear them down and cause them harm, it can lead to a lifetime of suffering. We attach tremendous meaning to relationship titles and consequently many of us suffer intense upset when people fail to live up to expectations. Bound by obligation and our own sense of expectation and guilt, many of us remain in unsatisfying relationships tolerate unspeakable behavior, and endure consistently poor treatment. Marriages, bloodlines, and familial or professional associations do not on their own create healthy or positive relationships. The real value of a relationship is in its quality, not its title. I am blessed to have laid down my life for sisters with whom I share no biological link, and I have blood relatives that I haven't spoken to in more than a decade. It is a blessing to be born into a family that actively loves and cares for its members, but many families do not function this way. I was born into a family with racially prejudiced members. As a child, I struggled with the conflict between society's familial images and my reality that looked nothing like them. It shouldn't shock us when we fail to meet the image of familial bliss. Families 
are an amalgamation of assorted personalities, capacities, and values. It is natural that the full spectrum of wonders and maladies and challenges would be found there. As the primary advocate, protector, and caregiver for you, you must make a choice when entrenched in a soul-sapping family situation. You could choose to work with the relative to improve the relationship. And if they want to work with you, that's amazing. But where that's not possible, you could choose to remove yourself from harm. As I grew up, I realized that I didn't have to remain in unhappy or harmful situations. I didn't have to keep trying to live up to expectations that came attached to titles. I didn't have to sit tensely at a holiday table wondering when someone's going to erupt. I didn't have to feel guilty for not spending the day doing what others wanted me to do while my heart ached inside. I didn't have to feel inadequate for not being who someone else wanted me to be. I didn't need to cause a firestorm of upset about that either. I could release myself and the label wearer of all obligations. I could free myself from the upset. I could let go in peace. This realization opened the way for me to move on, to create a new family, my chosen family, brimming with people who have one thing in common, genuine love, reciprocity, and regard for one another. And words could never convey my feelings for them. Choosing to move away from harmful, unhappy relationships creates space for real and substantive connections. It improves your self-image. It garners self-respect and self-trust. And this confidence effortlessly attracts others with similar mindsets, seeking similar relationships. And as a result, everything changes. Surrendering and releasing my biological family members also cleared a lot of the past struggles and negativity. In time, some of those relationships were reborn on new and voluntary foundations. There are situations where you might choose to compromise your peace and comfort to bring happiness to someone else, if you have an elderly or dying relative, a child, for example. But if you make this choice, be sure you understand your motivation and do no harm to anyone, including you. So the purpose of this article was really to address and support all of us who have been in situations that were so harmful and so toxic, but we felt so obligated. We felt guilty if we didn't show up and subject ourselves to suffering and torture. I want to empower you to take good care of yourself. I want to empower you to think of yourself as the most precious charge, the most precious child in all of creation, and to protect that child and keep it out of environments that are harmful and sapping and lowering of your worth and sense of self-trust and self-respect, and place that child in environments that are nurturing and celebratory and supportive and connected and emotionally and physically safe where you do not have those environments, but you have titles that weigh on you and make you feel obligated. That is an opportunity for you to examine 
what's actually happening inside that relationship, regardless of the title of that relationship, and either get help, have a conversation if the other person is willing, or if you must, and a lot of times we must, remove yourself from the situation and place yourself in situations that are better for you. This is your responsibility as the one who is here to love, nurture, protect, and guide yourself. No one else has that responsibility greater than you do. And no one else can do it in a way that's better than you can. This is your job. This is your primary obligation. This is this obligation of self-care, of self-preservation is greater than any obligation you have to another. It's foundational and fundamental. All right. So in our next shows, we will turn to panning for gold in 2022, getting all of the good out of this year and leaving the rest behind. And then we will turn to the new year with an eye on intentions not resolutions. We will not have to have it all nailed down by January 1. We will look to the Lunar New Year and take the time between January 1, when you have the spaciousness of the holidays being over, and the time in anticipation of the Lunar New Year to really get clear on what really works for you, what you really want to see out of yourself this year what you really find meaningful and how we're going to build the next year of your life on those foundations. I'll see you in the next show. Have a beautiful week. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.